Mission Chats with John Crow. Welcome back to Mission Chats. And today I have a guest from an organization called Wipe Every Tear. And I'm excited for you to hear his story and a little more about the ministry that he has and the impact they are making. So without further ado, Kenny Sachs, I'd love to hear your story, how you came to faith and how you got involved with the ministry you lead. Uh, John, it's such an honor and joy to be here. Thank you, brother. My pleasure. Well, I, uh, 65 years old, I was in college in 1976, and there was this thing happening on college campuses all over the country called the Jesus Movement. Mm -hmm. And maybe you or some of your uh, listeners here have uh, seen Jesus Revolution, you know, the movie that came out here a few months ago. Well, that was me. All right. I encountered Jesus and mm-hmm. I wasn't the long-haired hippie type. I was the the short-haired athlete guy, you know, but I encountered Jesus. I mean, I just went to college and walked into a room that was playing music and it was a guy by the name of Keith Green. He was a mm-hmm. yeah. one of the early Christian artists, right? And he was banging on his piano and and I encountered Jesus. It mm-hmm. was like that. Mm-hmm. And that's a short story right there. Sure. And it changed my whole life. I've never right. been the same. So, of course, you now, as I understand it, lead a ministry. How did the Lord take you from, you know, that kind of moment of salvation, which super excited to hear that story, to where you are today? Kind of what was the path for you? Well, you know, I uh, was a teacher by trade, so I taught school for a year, Mm -hmm. went to seminary, did that, graduated, pastored a church. That was in Oregon, went to Western Seminary in Portland. Mm -hmm. And I kept my fervor. I kept my love for Jesus. You know, a lot of my fellow academes, Jesus became just that, an academic exercise, you know? Right. And so I was very fortunate to uh, to keep my love and my desire for Jesus, you know? And so I, I pastored and ended up stopping that and ended up moving to Boise, Idaho with my bride and mm. six children. And wow. All right. we uh, went uh, back into teaching in a Christian mm. high school. Mm. But I was a coach also by yeah. trade, and so coached basketball and track and field, and we ended up taking a mission team to the Philippines. Always wanted to do that in our for our high school kids. Took a basketball team, and long story short, while in the Philippines, I saw the sex trade, mm. and I was broken, John. Mm. I was broken, and I just said, God, I, I'm willing to do something, you know? And it wasn't like here I am, send me, you know, like the good sermons we hear. It it was really with brokenness and tears. And I just Mm. said, oh God, here I am. I'll kind of sort of, I'm willing to do something. And he honored that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my wife and I just started helping. And one thing became a next. And we end up being in the Philippines, renting a house and going after girls that are trafficked in the sex trade. Mm. And their stories are horrendous. But that's just a little bit of uh, background and how I ended up going from seminary to pastoring to teaching. And then uh, now what I do full time here at Wipe Every Tear. Yeah, fantastic. And I'd love to hear actually what the ministry looks like today, what you're doing. I believe you're focused on the Philippines still. Obviously, you're in the U.S. So I'd love to hear kind of your role and the scope of what you're doing in the Philippines now. Yeah. Well, I'm the chief dreamer. I'm not that great of a business guy. I'm I'm the dreamer. I'm the vision caster. I'm mm-hmm. that guy that does those kind of things. And 
you know, we started, we, we didn't know what to do. I mean, you know, I didn't have a degree in sex trafficking prevention, right? right. Or sure. how to rescue girls in the sex trade. Mm. But my heart was just broken, John. You know, uh, decades ago, I began praying a simple little prayer. For decades, I prayed, God, break my heart for the things that break yours. Mm-hmm. And in that, I really, I'm very practical. I said, God, give me your eyes. You know, I want to see the things you see. I want to smell the things you smell. Mm. I want to hear the things you hear. I want to touch. I want to feel the things you feel. Mm. And I want my heart to break for those things that break yours. I want to cry with you. Well, I saw the sex trade and John, my wife and I saw it and I I was broken. I was just broken. Mm -hmm. And we just said, okay, what do we do? We were staying at a guest house, a wonderful ministry in, in Manila called Samaritana. And that's where I met those girls, you know, those girls, whatever those girls are. Many people call them prostitutes and whores, but I never could use the P word, as I call it. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that to Becky Angelus, who's my director, and I, she was there then. And I said, I can't use that P word. And she goes, oh, we never use that also. Because they're not prostitutes, they're prostituted. Right. They've been trafficked, mm-hmm. prostituted. Mm-hmm. And so we just got a, a we rented a house, had no money. I'm, I was a teacher in a Christian high school. My wife was also a teacher and we had six kids. So, you know, we weren't making a lot of money, but we just saw God from the very beginning. I had a little tiny jar. I wish it was right. in my office. I still have that jar and there's a little picture there the kids put on. They said, this is for your girls, coach. Mm-hmm. And there's nickels, dimes, quarters we'll put in there. And mm-hmm. so we just started taking care of girls. And we'd go to the bars and we'd look for them. We'd, we'd offer them education and a new life. So mm-hmm. a clean place to stay, three meals a day, daily allowance. We support their children. Their children can come in the house and live with them. In the Philippines and much of the developing third world, there's really not a great future unless you have a higher education. Right. For example, a college diploma in the Philippines is almost worthless. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you have a college degree... That now allows you and gives you such a head start on working in the real world. So that's what we do. We we provide a college education Mm -hmm. and they come into our care. They graduate. They encounter Jesus, John. Mm -hmm. They encounter Jesus. Imagine a girl who was bound in the sex trade Mm -hmm. singing songs about freedom. Right. They understand freedom. It's Mm -hmm. really good. So that is in a very short general explanation of what we do. You know, we go into the bars, Mm -hmm. we lure them out with, you know, the love, the love that is in us with the love of Jesus Mm -hmm. and with the hope that that there is hope, that there is freedom Mm -hmm. and that there is a real future for them and their families. Amen. Oh, that's amazing. Beautiful. Now, the little bit I know, I can imagine that not everyone is excited about women stepping out of that. Uh, so I'm curious how you handle that part of it with the owners, if you will, or the ones yes. who have prostituted them. How does that look? How do you handle those kind of situations? Very good question, John. It doesn't make any sense that we're going into places where these girls are at, and if they leave... Mm-hmm. then there's less income for exactly. that bar and for mm-hmm. that what they call mama-san, who's the manager, the pimp okay. manager. Mm-hmm. So you have a bar with maybe 200 girls and there'll be a mama-san or a manager and she will manage 10, 15, 20 girls. So if one of those girls leaves, then that of course affects her income and affects yeah. the bar. So we serve 
<laughs> You're holding a Bible. Yeah. <laughs> There's a miraculous God. There's a Amen. miraculous God. And mm-hmm. we believe some sometimes they're blinded to us. Right. But we but John, we've had this favor. This God just puts this favor on us. We've been in bars multiple times when we're sitting there talking and the mama son is kind of hanging around and mm-hmm. they really like to know like what you're ta- talking to these girls about. Sure. So sometimes they'll sit there. Okay. It's like, oh gosh, she's sitting yeah. here now. We're saying, come on out. There's freedom for you. There's hope for you, dear girl. Mm-hmm. But we've had mama sons when we're sitting there, they're listening to Coach Kenny mm-hmm. and they'll reach over to a girl and they say, girl, listen to Coach Kenny. Wow. You've always wanted to go to college. Listen to him. <laughs> Incredible. So we've had the blessing of some mm-hmm. of these bars. Mm-hmm. You know, we just have the goodness of God. And by the way, these girls come with all sorts of diseases, as you can imagine, sure. sexual you know, diseases. And, and we've had a girl with HIV. She's HIV positive. Okay. And John, I'm here to tell you, the God of this Bible, mm-hmm. he's a very powerful and strong God. Mm-hmm. And she was healed, set free. Mm-hmm. I mean, completely set free. Test mm-hmm. positive twice of mm-hmm. HIV. And we pray for her. We gathered around her. Right. We're just praying for her, believing in a powerful God. Mm-hmm. She went to the doctor. It was gone. Amazing. So these girls start to see those kinds of things, and then they see the love of Jesus in us. We just want to demonstrate God's love. And we also, six days a week, we distribute in the bars between four and 600 meals, hot okay. meals. Yeah. All right. Make these meals all day long. Mm-hmm. Takes us to make this six, 500 meals, whatever it is. Depends on how, how far we can stretch it, you know, the budget for that day. Yeah. And so almost every day we're in the bars, and so they mm-hmm. see us. And right now we are starting to experience a mini harvest. Just mm. in the last few weeks, we've got six new girls. Oh, wow. Yeah. That have trusted us mm-hmm. and have come out. The owners and the mama sons and the bar owners say that we're the traffickers. The traffickers <laughs> are telling the girls that we're the worst traffickers. We're the bad wow. traffickers. Wow. That we're going to put them in a container, ship, put them on a ship, send them overseas, mm. or we're going to lock them in a, in, in a house under lock and key. Wow. Uh, and then the one that really gets them is that we're going to harvest their organs. Mm. Wow. So girls really have to trust us in order sure. to come out. And they do. Yeah. And we have over 60 girls that have that now have a college degree. Amazing. John, the stories of some of these girls, and <laughs> you know, they meet Jesus, right? So they're so grateful for their freedom. Mm-hmm. They just thank God, like, oh, thank you for coming to the bars with us. Right. Right. And we've got girls now that own businesses. Mm-hmm. They're business women. Mm-hmm. It's really quite yeah. a transformation, yeah. and it's it's a fun, it's such a fun thing. Right. It's so good. God is so good. Wonderful. Brother. Now, as I'm listening to you, another question pops to mind. It, it sort of thinks back to Christ's ministry while he was here, and he obviously spent time with those who the the mainline religious leaders maybe you know weren't as fond of and didn't quite understand. I'm, so I'm curious. The, the church in the Philippines, you know, in your area, is there pushback from them at all? Or are they understanding what you're doing and very supportive? Of, or how does that look for you? Yeah, it's like that warning alarm, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sex trade, trafficking, exactly. yes. sexual things. Mm-hmm. I keep grabbing this because mm-hmm. this is the source, right? This, yeah. this is our foundation, right? Mm-hmm. Let me go back. We, so we find a lot of pushback. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because... As Christians, you know, we don't want to be stained by the world, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look at you look at the king himself, the master, right? Mm-hmm. You look at Jesus, and he was called a drunken wine-bibber. Right. You know, you hang around with those women. You know, if only you knew the woman that was before you, mm-hmm. you know, 
he hung around those women, right? Mm -hmm. that, so mm -hmm. if we take the model of Jesus, we should embrace hanging around tax collectors mm -hmm. and what someone would call them prostitutes, you mm -hmm. know, which of course we never do, but those kinds of women. Mm -hmm. So we're, we don't point a finger at the church or whatever, but more and more churches, because they've seen, they've they've gone onto our wipeeverytear.org, they've gone to Facebook and, mm -hmm. and Instagram, and they've seen the stories and mm -hmm. the love which is exuding from us. And then when they start coming, like we have people come from America and from the Philippines, they okay. come to see what's mm -hmm. happening. Yeah. And when they see what's happening, John, they go, oh my. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes in repentance, the church in the Philippines mm -hmm. saying, mm -hmm. why did we say no to these women, our own citizens? Mm -hmm. So we have a church called Church So Blessed. There's over 100 churches. A good friend of mine, uh, Hiram Pangilinan, is the founder of that. And so they have little sister churches all around. We have this little tiny Church So Blessed, Angela City, that helps us. Okay. They're just little, mm -hmm. tiny. Mm -hmm. And so they've embraced us fully. They cook all our meals. We are one. Mm -hmm. with the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And we're starting to see that. Right. And it's a wonderful thing, John. Fantastic. Well, I always love to hear stories from the guests I have on Mission Chats. And by what we've talked about so far, I'm sure we could be here another couple of hours hearing some stories. But I'd love to invite you to share maybe just one or two key stories where you've seen God at work in amazing ways that our listeners uh, would be encouraged to hear. You know, we do have a bundle of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have so many. This one comes up a lot, I, and it just, just popped up right there. Yeah, We had a girl named Kathy. Mm -hmm. We never use her names. Sure. Kathy uh, had been in our care a year mm -hmm. in what was called the Hope House. So we're sitting outdoors in this little cover, this little Nipah hut, like a little gazebo thing. And I said, hey, Kathy, how did you, how did you get here? Could, would you tell me your story again? Or maybe mm -hmm. I've never heard it. Oh, coach, yes. Mm -hmm. So this was a girl who didn't know the Lord when mm -hmm. we walked into that bar, right? They have a Roman Catholic culture, so they understand the Christian worldview somewhat. Mm -hmm. So she said, two nights before you came in with a team of Americans, I had a dream. I go, really? What was the dream about? Well, in this dream, these white women came in, these white foreigners came in, and there were these Filipinas girls with them. Mm -hmm. And then I heard a voice, and the voice said, they're coming to your bar, and they're going to walk through that door, and when they call you down to the table, mm -hmm. I want you to listen to what they say and to trust them. Mm -hmm. And I said to Kathy, I said, well... What did you do? And she goes, well, she says, I trusted. Yeah. I had this dream. And she said it was God. Not a believer, right? Right. A believer in things of God, but not a born again encountering Jesus girl yet. Well, that's amazing yeah. to me. Amen. That God walked into a bar, in a sense, in her dream mm -hmm. and said, these people are coming. Mm -hmm. I want you to hear what they say and then listen carefully and trust them. Well, she's a college graduate now and wow. no longer trapped in the sex trade. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And so, yep. John, we have story after story. One time we had a big team from Adventures and Missions in Gainesville, Georgia. Mm -hmm. They had a team of over 100 people of world racers, they're called, and their parents. They descended upon the Philippines for a week. So we will worship and pray, and then we just listen to the Lord. We just listen to Him. Mm -hmm. And in that group, 
I don't know how to even explain it, mm. but you just get this this thought in your head of a name of a girl right. like Kathy. Yep. And so we've had God, you know, some people call it a word of knowledge, you know, mm. a word from the Lord, God mm. giving you insight or just enlightening you with names and whatever. And so one time we got, it was 17 names of girls and mm. we wrote their names down. And we were throwing this big event for them, a big party for, to come and, and to visit our house and whatnot. Mm. And every one of those girls named that came that morning. Wow. Every na- We had yeah. 16 and one of our girls was, was keeping track and, she, and we're just getting ready to leave. And she goes, oh, I just get a phone call. And it was the 17th girl by the name. She says, I'm running late. Will you, yes, we're leaving now. Hurry. Wow. Well, so what does that do to us? Like, yeah. God, you're so intimate. You, you're so desirous of these girls that you would even give us their names, mm-hmm. you know, that you would even give Kathy a dream in the night right. about these people coming in. And then, you know, we had a girl that was healed of HIV. I mean, mm-hmm. there's one story after another of how good God is. Mm-hmm. Jesus is wonderful. He's so in love with these women. Mm-hmm. Those are just a few stories. Yeah, thank you. It's incredible. So encouraging. And it's interesting too, in the missions world, so often we think of, you know, kind of the dreams and wonders type thing being in maybe like the Middle East or some of these parts. But that was just super encouraging to hear the Lord's using that as well. Philippines, and I'm sure many other parts of the world that maybe we wouldn't normally expect that type of sort of miraculous intervention. So that's super encouraging to hear. And those things are happening more and more. We are seeing Mm -hmm. a spiritual activity, both on the dark side, mm-hmm. in the middle of all that, there's there's a spiritual activity that I've never seen at this mm-hmm. level, awesome. both of opposition and then uh, from heaven, you yeah. know? And uh, so it's a good time to be alive, John. It's Amen. a great time to be alive. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Definitely. The Lord is on the move. No, that's great. He is. He yeah. is. As always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Mission Chats. I hope you're encouraged by this episode from Kenny Sachs, and I hope you'll tune back in next week to get a little bit more of his perspective on ministry and missions and how you could get involved in this type of ministry. Find us online at missionchats.com.